Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Kuf Beis in Erevin. We learn for a Fua Shlema for Tovim Miriam Bastvara Mindel. <coughs> Says the mission again. We learned the mission yesterday. We'll repeat it again. Can you hear? Can everybody hear? Yes. Okay, good. All right. Dagger <coughs> Hanigra. We learned yesterday that if you have a bolt that's uh, that keeps the door locked, and if it had a um, like a bulb on it so that it was also uh, effectively like a little club or a pestle. Then according to Rabiosi, we pass the Rabiosi, that's mutter because it itself is a kli. So you're allowed to use that on Shabbos. But what about if it's dragging on the ground? And this is uh, the second to the last picture in the book. Uh, we referred to it yesterday, if it's dragging on the ground, and the, it's the right picture in 359. So if it's dragging on the ground, no lumbar migdish. You use in the base of migdish and below medina. Medina means outside the base of migdish. Now, whenever something, let's let's get this clear at the beginning. If it's also in the base of migdish, that means it's probably a malacha, and you can't do malachas on Shabbos either, even in the base of migdish, unless it was something that was required for a carbon part of the avoda. Otherwise, stam malachas you can't do. So if you can use it in the base of migdish, that means it's an isra and ein shvus be migdish. What's a shvus? A shvus is an isra related to Shabbos or Yontif. And since we say ein shvus be migdish, the corners reason and they're careful and they were not goes there. The rabbis were not goes there. Uh, drabonans on Shabbos and Yontif in the base of Mikdash. So therefore, if you can use in the base of Mikdash, but not outside the base of Mikdash, that shows that it says Drabonan. So here, this Negra and Negra are known, but you can use it in the base of Mikdash, but not in the, not in outside of the base of Mikdash. Munach is the middle, the middle picture in 359, where it's just sitting on the ground by itself, like in a corner or whatever. There it's also, why? Because to put that in the ground is considered like binyan. And that would be also even at the base of Migdash. So that's a daraisa. As the Mishra says, Rabbi Yudas says, no. Hamunach muter b'migdash. He says, no, he disagrees. That's not considered building. According to the Tanakhama, that's building, right? But according to the Munach, right? Chen Koshikla, binyan mamash. Rabbi Yudas says, no, that's not binyan mamash. It's a machlokas. Is that binyan or not? There's another machlokas where there's a binyan in a kli. We'll talk about that. But in, when it comes to a structure in the ground, that's binyan, That's certainly binyan. The question is, is this binyan or not? Rabbi says it's not. Rabbi says, Hamunach motor b'mikdash, v'hanigra b'medina. He's makel one step and one step. He says even the dragging one, the one on the right in number 359, is mutter, is what? Is mutter in the... Um, uh, in the it, outside the base of Meidush, because as long as it's tied, even if it's dragging on the ground, it's suspended, but it's dragging on the ground, that's still mutter, that's not binyan at all, even outside the base of Meidush. And if it's munach, if it's not attached at all, if it's sitting on the side, it's even mutter in the base of Meidush, because it's not considered binyan. What is the bolt that's dragging on the ground that you can use in the base of Meidush, according to the Tanakhama? So, Again, here he says, if it's if it's uh, fastened and suspended, but one side's on the ground, like in the right one in in three fifty nine. Again, so the word suspended is a little bit of a misnomer here because it's not really suspended. Suspended is like the left one in three fifty nine, where it's totally suspended off the ground. But here it's suspended, sitting on the ground. That one's also according to the Tanakam Rebbe Yudomer. He says even this one, right? In others, if it's suspended, even if it's dragging on the ground, like we saw in the Mishnah, he holds that's mutter outside the base. What's what is the bolt which is you can use in the base because it's only Rabbanan, but not 
outside the Mishnah, kosher ain't a low kosher below tolui. It's not, it's not fastened, it's not suspended. Veshobto, you remove it when you take it out, when you unlock the door, you remove it, because you put it in the corner. That's the middle picture in 359. Listen very carefully. The halach is like Rabbi Yehuda benigrar. What does that mean? That it's mutter, the one on the right side in 359 is mutter even outside the base of Megdush, because it's even the Rabbana were not goes are there. But what about the other thing that he said? Rabbi Yehuda said that the munach, the middle one in 359, is mutter in the base of Megdush, because he says that's not really binyan. He says, no, the halach is like Rabbi Yehuda only benigrar, right? Only benigrar. Only if it's not, well, let's, let's, let's stop for a second. Before Rava, Rashi explains, Rashi explains, the halach is like Rabbi Yudah ben Nigra, Rashi says the second, third line after the Gemara starts, the mutra afilu medina, avaloba munach. We don't pass like Rabbi when in the middle picture. The shari le Rabbi Yudah ben Mikdash, less hilchas like Rabbi Yudah, the kivan shayna kosher, since it's not tied, binyan gamuru. That's how we all, we all like the chachamim, that that, if it's not tied at all, it's it's totally. In other words, we go like the chamba munach kan v'kanos. If it's not tied at all, that's binyan. Kishar negarim sheno kishar negarim shenoetzim b'kosim ba'abona kol shuchayev amlocha daraisa luhutr migdash amlocha that's a amlocha daraisa is not mutter in the base of each unless it was necessary for the avoda chutz miakrobas tamidin musafim kabana sibur shedochen as a shabbos mizeres a kosim and as we'll see, even things like uh, um, uh, other isurim drabanan like playing music etc. or uh, even playing of the music, or we'll see fixing the instruments, which is also part of the avoda. That was mutter, but yistam lacha you can't do in the base of mikdash. So we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda in the sense in the right picture that that's mutter even outside the base of mikdash. But if it's in the middle picture, that's not mutter even in the base of mikdash. Amarava, this we say that what that we paskin Rabbi Yehuda benigar v'usha kosher bedelis. It's got to be tied to the door. Like in uh, like in three fifty nine, the right picture or the left picture. Any of our Rav Tavel Iklim Mechusa was story where Rav Tavel went to Mechusa. He went to that city because Aluhu Davitoli Beibra Dadash. He saw one tie to the side of the door. It wasn't really on the doors, like on the doorpost. Vulamulamid didn't say anything. Zahu Nitel Beigdo Have Ah. That was like we saw in the last line of yesterday's daf that if it was tied with a strong cord that you could lift it up with its cord. Then everybody agreed. Remember, we said even Rabbi Lezer agrees with Rabbi Yossi that in the case where it's tied as a cord, the even since it's since it's it's fastened and suspended very well, that it wouldn't tear when you pick out up with a cord. That's certainly considered part of the uh, door assembly, and uh, therefore you're not you're not building something when you affix it because it's already part of the assembly. Rabbi story. He saw. A man tying the bolt with a piece of grass, like a reed, begummy, just a piece of reed grass. Amr you can't lock it with that. You can't uh, uh, secure it with that because that's considered like nothing. It's like it's going to rip and uh, a blade of grass isn't going to do anything. A little piece of reed is going to tear easily, and therefore that's not suspended at all. And as we said, if it's not it's tied at all to the door or to any part of the door, if it's not tied at all, uh, then it's considered binyan building, which is one of the 39 of Mlachas. Boy, Rav Zerah, Nicholas Mao, what happens? Normally when we talk about this bolt, the bolt fastens the door into the into the. Uh, um, Whatever you want to call it, the structure in front, like the escufa, the threshold, or whatever the door the, under the door area there goes, it, it fastens into there. What happens if it's so so far that it's already it's already um, uh, sticking into the ground below the threshold? It goes mamish into the ground there. 
Nikmas Mao, Umar of Yosef, Mighty Morley, what's his question? Loshmila, had he not heard Hardy Time we learned with Fayush Abraisa. Nishmat, if it was removed, in other words, the whole thing was removed from the door assembly, it's not tied to it at all, then it's also Nikmas, the Tanakama says, if it's stuck into the ground, meaning it went through the threshold and then the the hole in the threshold sort of fell apart and it went stuck all the way into the ground. Tanakama says, If it sticks into the ground, literally into the ground, not into the door assembly or the door post or the threshold underneath, but literally into the dirt under the ground, that's also. That's also. But time out, what's the reason? It's like construct. That's like construction. If you uh, if you start banging things into the ground, you know, knocking poles into the ground, that's construction. What happens if you made a handle for it? So it says, uh, You're talking like a club or, or a pestle. Uh, that's already, that's a kli. Okay, in other words, once you made it into a kli, it's mutter. Like we saw in the mission yesterday, that if the uh, bolt had a, uh, bulb at the end, so it looked like a club or a pestle that had some use for it. You can grind things with it, not necessarily in Shabbos, but it was a kli. It's, it's a kli already, then there's no binyan with that, and it's and it, and it's not a concern you could allow to use it. In general, we hold ain't binyan mikalem, uh, but uh, we'll have see a machlo, we'll see other opinions about that too. It's a machlo is about that. Okay, Itmar, Amar Rav Nechumi, rather, next line. There was a tremendous size log, a gigantic log in Rav Pradas's house. You needed 10 people to lift it. And what they would do is they would lean it, this heavy big log, they would lean it against the door to lock the door uh, on Shabbos. He didn't say anything. It's, it's considered a kli. Why? Because it's fit to sit on. Uh, it's, it's like a it's like a big couch. So therefore, since it's a kli, you're allowed to pick it up even if it's heavy. How was see? So similarly, there was a big mortar that was in Shmuel's house that held adriba. And the sign he says it was a chatzilech sech. Rashi says it's a lesach, which is a half a kri. It held a lot. It was a large mortar that held a lot of volume. He also, Marshmul, allowed them to use it to lean it against the door because it's a kli, Torah's kli allowed. And therefore, even if it's not part of a door assembly, but it's a kli, a kli is mutter to move on Shabbos, it's not muktzah. Shalachle Rami Bar Yecheskel or Avamram. Rami Yecheskel Fed sent this question to Ram. Neymelon Mar, please tell us, sir, please tell us, may Alain Mil Mayosa, those wonderful teachings that you learned, these good things, Amrlam Mishmed Ravasi. That you learned in the name of Ravasi. Remember that you learned uh, you learned in Yeshiva Ravasi. You learned by him um, some great things. But keep it Arba about arches and a boat. Please, uh, please enlighten us. Tell us some of those great things. Shalachle, he sent them like this. Hachiyom Ravasi, Hani keep it Arba the arches of a boat. Now, what do we mean by the arches of a boat? We think of a boat as basically a, like think of a small um, you know a small rowboat or whatever. Now think of it that they put in this boat. They put a sticks like arches. In other words, they took a big stick, bent it from one side, stuck it on one side of the boat, and then went over to the other side, marched, and then they did many of those sticks. And what was the purpose of those uh, sticks? So that they could cover it up with mats, and then they would protect them from the rain and the sun, whatever, from the elements. And when the weather was calm, they could remove them. Okay. 
So those are the arches of a boat. How do you keep it the Arbe? I think that the um, the art scroll has a little uh, diagram of it, but it's, you can picture it. It looks like looks like skeleton. You know, it looks like a skeleton. You know, like a lot of bones sticking out, right? Uh, in in that form, uh, like a rib cage, right? So you have these arches in a boat. So what's the halacha? about putting the mat on Shabbos. Let's say you're on the boat on Shabbos. Can you put the mat up or not? We have the problem. You can't make an OL on Shabbos. That was what, uh, there was a nice article in the paper last week about uh, uh, the possibility of uh, umbrellas on Shabbos now, right? Because now we're concerned for the first time about when people are davening outside, uh, what are you going to do when it rains, right? If you don't have a cover on top, and if you have a cover on top, it's probably a little bit dangerous, right? You're really indoors. If you're in, if, if the cover's good enough to protect you from the rain, it's probably not too safe in terms of in terms of the corona. And if it's uh, and if not, then you're going to get wet. So can you use umbrellas? We're never matter umbrellas because that's like building a a an ol, and uh, there's no heter for that now. So uh, if if it's something that was there already, the whole shabbos like a, a structure that you have on top, that's different. But you can't build an ol on shabbos. So how do you keep it the Arba Bisman and Tefran? Even if you uh, un, if you open the umbrella before Shabbos, it's Marasayan. So there's no heter for using an umbrella on Shabbos. So what's the idea? We learned before you can't make an oil on Shabbos, but can you add to an oil on Shabbos? So he says like this: with the arches on on a boat, Bisman If each of the arch pieces, those sticks, if they had a width of a tefach, that's already a, an oil. In ami or even if they're not a tefach, but there's there's a series of them. They like look like ribs, like a rib cage. It looks like ribs, and if they're within three tefachim of one another, less than three tefachim, it's loved. So then you already have the ohel there. You're only adding on to the ohel. Remember we talked about the skylight. You're just adding on. You're closing it. You're adding on to what was already an ohel. Then it's okay. So then maybe Machzels you could bring a mat parcelay and even on Shabbos if you're on the boat on Shabbos. My time most of all simply adding on to a temporary ohel for Shabbatami. And therefore, you're allowed to. So that's what he told him in that case. Now, we come to another case. Hanu Dichri, there were some rams. Rafuna had a farm, and he had some rams. Now, in the rams, the rams would need shelter during the day. Boy, they needed some shade. They needed some air. So what he would do is, he had a big pen. And normally, during the day, uh, he would roll over a big mat on top of them. And at night, he would remove it so that they could get some air and, uh, you know, some respite from the heat. And um, uh, so what, what happened was, is the problem is, what do you do on Shabbos? Animals have to be tended on Shabbos too. We're keep, we keep Shabbos, but they need tending, as we know. Like you go to these kibbutzim that they have, they have animals, they got to take care of them on Shabbos too. So what do you do? Also come to Rav, so how do we, what do we do? If, you, if, you, if we roll out the cover on Shabbos, we're making an oil. Amalei, zil koruch budya, go roll it up before Shabbos, v'shar betefach, leave a tefach. So you still have a little bit of an oil. L'machar pashta, and then the next day you could roll the whole thing out of Moshev al then you're just adding on to an oil, v'shar dummy. That's what he told them. Amrav, Amrav mishum ravchia, v'ilom mutl toso, a curtain, which is like a doorway, but it's not really a permanent door. It's just a, it's just a, a curtain. It's not really an oil. So mutl and tosa mutl You can you can spread it and you can remove it on Shabbos. Rashi five lines from the down of the page. Vilun can I get a pesach They just did it for privacy. Mutl and tosa delav oilu delokviyahosim. It's not really permanent. That's not really oil. Kain dark only nosin l'stalik. You just you know put it up for a minute. It's like you hang up a shirt or something. That's no problem at all. Okay, that's fine with a uh, with a curtain on a doorway. What about kilos chasanim? 
Kilos Chasanim is a um, a bridal bed, right? And it's got this the, the tent, a canopy on it. We're looking at the very last picture in the book, number three sixty. Now this Kilos Chasanim, they have a bed there, and they and they um, and they, they they have a canopy, right? That's like a chuppah on on top there. You're allowed to you're allowed to undo it and hang it up on Shabbos. Why? That's only if in the roof. If you look in 360, it comes to a very point at the top. At the very top, there is no horizontal area at the top of a tefach. Therefore, it's not an ohel. It's just got like sides. It's not an ohel. So this that you're allowed to is only when the roof does not have a tefach in width. Even if it doesn't have a tefach in width, in other words, within three tefachim, you see how he shows there three tefachim? If within three tefachim of the top, there's also less than a tefach. Because if within three tefachim from the top, not the very peak, but within three tefachim from the top vertically, if there is a horizontal area of a tefach, that would also mean it's an ol, and you can't set it up on Shabbos. Now we're talking about a very narrow bed here, right? Okay, so Notice if within three tefachim from the top there is an area of a tefach wide. You've also got a problem here. It's usher. You can't you can't uh, open it and close it on Shabbos. Even if there's not within three tefachim of the top a tefach in width, If the slope, now what do you mean by the slope? The slope means from the middle area. If you take the middle of the of the bed where the, where the peaks down. And then from there down to the side, there's also no width of a tefach. He doesn't show that in the picture. That's also a problem. Even in, even if in half of it there's a tefach, if there's a tefach of width going out from the te- from the middle, so to speak, from the middle point, the middle uh, pole there going out, there's a tefach. If there is a if in the slope from the middle of it to the side, there is a tefach and width. The slope of an O is like an OL, even though it's not really on top, it's sort of on the side, that's also like an OL. So that would also be Osir. Rashi asks Akasha, if it doesn't have a tefach and width there, who can sleep on that? You're talking about the whole bed then is only, you know, less than three tefachim wide. You got a little bit maybe at the top less than a tefach and less than a tefach on the sides. So you've got between two and three tefachim, how big can that be? So Rashi says... You're really talking about you have a series of these little ohels. The bed is actually bigger, but you have a series of them right next to each other, and that's how that's how the only that's the only way that it makes sense. There's a little diagram in Rashi there also. Okay, but in any case, that's the uh, Isser of Ohel. Another thing, we had this in Mar Shabbos also, if you recall. Saina Shari, you're allowed to wear a felt hat on Shabbos. Okay, I have a tanya. So we learned that you can't wear a felt hat on Shabbos. The assumption now is, if it's got a brim of a tefach, that's an ol. You're putting a big hat. You know, some of these hats, I can't keep up with the styles now in Lakewood, but, you know, there was a time when we had small brims. When we got married, you remember the brims were so small, your glasses were bigger than them. And then they went so big that it was like, uh, you didn't need an umbrella. You know, they were gigantic. I think they're coming back now. I don't know what... I can't keep up with the styles. But anyway, so he says that the felt is uh, mutter. One says it's also lokasha. If it's got a tefach, then it's, uh, then it's, uh, like, then it's like an ol. And if it, then it, you can't wear it. But if it's small, it's okay. He says, what do you mean? It, the, you're, you're saying that if the if it's, a tefach isn't that big, if your brim sticks out that much, that's also, that's, a, that's an ol. What happens if your 
your coat. You know, you put your coat, you're davening outside, and you put your coat on Shabbos and over your head, and it sticks out a little bit, sticks out of tefach. You could also say, that's an oil too. Hachanami doaser, el kasha. The reason why one case the felt hat is mutter and one's oser has nothing to do with, nothing to do with uh, um, an ohel. Your hat, no matter how big the brim is, is not an ohel, right? And first of all, it was there before Shabbos also. You didn't make it on Shabbos. El lo kasha, hodamahadik, hodalomahadik. Is it fastened well or not? In other words, the concern over here about wearing a felt hat on Shabbos has nothing to do with uh, an ohel. It has to do with if your hat is loose-fitting, we're afraid it's going to fly off in the street, and you'll go pick it up and you'll carry it. That's a problem. So you can only wear a hat which fits tightly. Rashi even says that it's tied with a string, you know, like a cowboy hat, you know, that they have a hat and they tie a string around it, right? Or some sort of a, of a winter hat that's got a, a, a tying on it. But the Pasha, I mean, that's how Rashi says, he says, In other words, if it fits tightly, it's okay. If it doesn't fit tightly, it's not okay. Okay, now we, we mentioned things about, we talked about the bolt and the idea that it makes a difference if you're in the base of Migdash or not, because Einshvus B'Migdash, when it comes to, again, B'Rabonam, if it's also in the base of Migdash, that's an indication that there's an Nisra If it's Mut in the base of Migdash, it's only Nisra and in the base of Migdash, we're not Gozer. What about Machzir and Tzir HaTachton? Tzir HaTachton is the lower pivot in a door. The doors in those days came with uh, not most of our doors are, are they're tied on the side. Uh, the doors in those days had these. You still have some doors like that where there was like a little pin sticking out from the top and of the bottom and went into a hole in the ground. So Machzir and Tzir HaTachton B'Migdash. Let's say you have, now we're not talking about a door of a, of a building, a construction. We're talking about a door, Rashi explains, we're going to explain the Gemara. Uh, uh, the door of a of a window or of a chest or a box or a little tower, a turret, something that's movable, that's really a cleat. So um, you can you can put one back in if the lower pivot of the door of that chest. Let's say you had a chest of of drawers and you had a door there, and that one slipped out. You can put in the basement because you can. No concern about construction, and then we're not goes there. Avlo Medina Tanakama says that uh, outside the base of Migdash, you shouldn't do it. The Gemara will explain why. Maybe you'll come to use a hammer, etc. But El Yom, the upper pivot, that's really, that holds it in place more, Khan the Khan Osir. They're both Osir, because that's already considered Binyan. And Rashi says, he holds, why is that Binyan if this is not a structure? This is simply a chest of drawers or a, uh, you know, a, a box or something, or or movable turret, he holds Yesh Binyan Mikhailum, which is not how we pass him, but that's what this Tana holds. Yesh Binyan Kelim. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Ha'elyon b'mikdash v'atachton b'medina. Rabbi Yudah says, what, that the upper one is only also in the base of Mikdash, I, I mean, is mutter in the base of Mikdash, right? V'atachton b'medina means that you're allowed to do the upper one in the base of Mikdash, so Rabbi Yudah either holds, what, that ain't Binyan Mikhailum, or that even even if they're yesh binyan mekelim, this is not binyan because it, it, this is simply a uh, even the upper one is simply a gzeirah drabbanon. It's not really a daraisa. Ba'atachdon b'medina. So again, so the the, um, uh, the Tanakama says that the lower one in the basement is mutter, but not outside the basement. But the upper one is also is considered binyan. Rabbi says no. The upper one you could do in the basement because it's not binyan. And the lower one, you can even do outside the base of Migdash. There's no Xera there. Tanar Here he explains more. Tzir delas shidatevim migdal. If you have a, the lower pivot of a door, of a, of a chest, a box, or a turret, the Migdash, again, means a, a movable box, 
Bemigdash Machzirin, like the Tanakhama says, Bemigdash Machzirin, Bemedina, but in the outside the base of Bemigdash, Dochen, if it's starting to slip out, you could push it back in, but you, if it's slipped out totally, you can't. And the upper one, you shouldn't put back at all. That's like the Tanakama because that's Binyam. Then he says, What do you mean, It can't be going on Elyon because if you say that in the basement you can't do it, so it's not Xera, it's because it's Isra Daraisa. So the Xera is going on, on, uh, on, the, on the lower one. Outside the base of Migdash. We said, Sir Del Migdash but Medina, you can't put it back in. Only if it's slipping out, if it's beginning to say, you could push it back. But if it totally came out, you can't. Why? Shemiikas, because we're afraid you're going to fasten it tightly. You're going to take a hammer or a club of some sort and knock it in him. So that's why you can't do it outside the base of Migdash in the lower one. That's what he's going on. Rashi, three, four lines before the lines start to get wide. If it's a shvus, you said you shouldn't put it back in. Maybe you're going to start clubbing it, right? But that's only exerah. In the base means we don't make exerah. And you just said, so, so the exerah shemayitka is going on, is going on the lower one outside the base of Migdash, which you can't put back in at all, unless it's just beginning to slip out. You can't put it on because exerah. But let's say, though, we're talking about the pivot of a door that's not of a box or a movable chest or something like that, but literally of a, uh, of a pit or a cistern. Dus uh, uh, means it's built, it's in the ground, but it's got like bricks, etc. It's made of stone, so it's stronger. Or any type of a uh, protrusion, a, uh, like a little balcony or anything sticking out of the ground of a binion, that's already... That's construction. That's a fixed. That's something attached to the ground. Then lo You shouldn't put it back in. And your chayev If you put it back in, you shouldn't do that at all. Because if you did that, that's a doraisa. That's literally binyan. Everybody holds that's binyan. Rashi says That's certainly usher. Everything is binyan. Even a small amount of binyan. Binyan doesn't have to mean you have to finish a house. Binyan means if you fix something in the ground, that's binyan. Binyan is any amount of binyan, which is not mutter, even in the vase of Migdash. Rashi says, Melacha is not mutter, even in the vase of Migdash at all. And therefore, the Tanakhama said that even the upper pivot, uh, if you hold it, yesh binyan bekalim, and a tape of Migdash, if you hold that yesh binyan bekalim, then you can't do it in the vase of Migdash at all. Because any any construction, any any melacha is not mutter, even except when it comes to the avoda of the base Migdash. Now, we're, since we're talking about things which are mutter in the base Migdash versus not, what about machzir and Migdash? Let's say a coin has a wound. It's got sort of a flesh wound, and he put a bandage on it. The bandage is not simply like we have band-aids today. Actually, today they make band-aids with, with uh, antibiotics in the band-aid. I don't know if you've seen it. They have it in the bandage that comes with that. But in those days, a bandage, they put a salve on it, etc., and then they put the bandage on that. Now, the coin can't do the avodah with it because he, that's a chatzitza. He has to do avodah directly with his hands, remember? He can't do he can't have a chatzitza there. So let's say the coin took off the bandage before Shabbos in order to be able to do the avodah. Now he wants to put it back on. It's, he's in pain. So it says in the base of Migdash, he's allowed to put it back on because he can't because it says you can put it, you can, you can put a bandage back on in the base of Migdash if he took it off in order to do the avodah. 
If he took it off Stam, he can't do it. He took it off to the Rebbe, now he wants to put it back. He's allowed to, because it's only a Gzairah Drabana, Avalob Medina. In Betchilab, if Lechadchili wants to make a bandage, he can't, because Kam Vikonos Rashi says, fourth line in the wide, widest lines in Rashi, In other words, if, he, if he's putting on a bandage on Shabbos in the base of Migdash, so he already did his avoda, whatever, he's doing it now for the first time. There's nothing to do with the, uh, the, the that's not, we don't have a shvus migdash. Avade, hai shvus lav The whole concept of ain shvus migdash is it's a tzorch You need it for, you need it has some purpose. It may not be exactly avoda, but if he's put, if there's a coin in the base migdash and he's and he got a wound and he's putting on a bandage for the first time, there's no union of ain shvus migdash there. So therefore, because it's not a tzorch avoda, it's it's tzorch for himself. He's not putting it on. Taking it off was to do the avoda, and now he has to put it back on. So we're matter because he had to take it off to do the avoda. We let him put it back. We're not worried that he's gonna uh, uh, he's gonna uh, smear the the um, the salve around, uh, which is which is uh, which is going to be a problem because that's similar to erasing, which is a malacha. So we're not we don't make a xera for that. But if he gets a wound for the first time and you can't put on a bandage on Shabbos, can't do it in the base of Migdash or outside the base of Migdash because. Uh, because that's that's literally he's going to do he might do a doraisa and even though it, he's not for sure going to do a doraisa but he might do a doraisa like we say what's the we don't take medicine now because exerushchika some manu it's not a doraisa to take medicine it's exerush you might come to do a malacha and that that exerush applies in the base migdash or or outside the base migdash when it comes to the chachil of putting one on tanur abanim riti if you have a bandage they call that a plaster or whatever tanur abanim sheparsha me'al gabi maka. The Tanakama here is more makeup. The comic says, listen, if it fell off, it fell off, it fell off, the bandage fell off, you could put it back on on Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you can't put it back on. If it slipped down, like it slipped down on his hand, pushed it back up. If it, if it slipped up, then pushed it back. And if it just slipped around, put it. And when and he's also allowed to, he's allowed to slip it up and down. Umagala mixes he exposes part of a part of the bandage so he, at the wound so that he can clean off uh, that you know so that he can treat the uh, the wound a little bit you know just clean it off right, whatever right dress the wound a little bit with some cleanser the choser umagala then he opens up the other side of the bandage in other words in order to treat the wound just with some water or whatever something that he's allowed to do that he could do he could he could he can expose the wound a little bit by moving the bandage but Rabbi says if it came off he can't put it back on for but he can't he can't clean the bandage because that is smoothing around Rashi says, It's like erasing. It's like why you can't use soap. I can't use hard soap on Shabbos. Because when you smash something, when you smooth it up, you're like erasing part of it. So that's an Isra Doraisa. You can't do that. So he says, so the Tanakhama says, if the bandage fell off on Shabbos, of course, you can't put a bandage on the Chachil on Shabbos, but unless it's, uh, unless it's Pikuach Nefesh, of course. But uh, you, if it fell off, you can't put it back on. Rabbi says you could put it, if it didn't, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the Tanakhama says if it fell off, you could put it back on. Rabbi says you can't put it back on if it fell off, but if it moved around, you can move it around a little bit. Okay, all right, but you shouldn't really clean the bandage. Am Rabbi Yudah, Meshmuel, Lach Rabbi Yudah, like Rabbi that were machmir, what, that you can't, if it totally fell off, you can't put it back on. Only if it, if it moved around a little bit, you're allowed to. Am Rav Chista, Lo Shana Shapir that's only, Rav Chista says, what does it mean that, man? That, this, the Machlokas, is only if it 
fell off onto a vessel. But it fell onto the ground. Even the Chum say it's Osir. This is the Chachamim say that if it fell off, that's if it fell off onto your bedding or whatever you were sleeping and it fell off, fell on the pillow, then you're allowed to put it back on. But if it actually was on the ground, you can't. I was in front of my father. His bandage fell off on the pillow. But come on, he put it back on. I told him, Rabbi, Papa, don't you hold the machlokas between the Tanakhama says you can put it back on and Rebuta says you can't because it's only if it fell onto a kli. There, the Tanakhama says you're allowed to put it back on. Uh, if it fell on the ground, everybody agrees that it's usher because it's like putting it on the chachila. That's what he says, right? So he says, um, right, because then if, if it fell on the ground, it's like you're putting, it's like you're dressing a wound for the first time, right? But if every so how could you put it back on? In other words, uh, don't you hold that meaning, even there, the Rabban only say it's also, it's, it's mutter when, uh, when it fell on the cleave. If it fell on the kark, everybody agrees with us. So the machlokis is only fell on a cleave, and we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, that if it fell off, even onto a kli, it's also to put back on. The, even Rabbanon only say if it fell on a kli, if it fell on the ground, everybody says it's also. The machlokas, it fell on a kli, like a pillow. And Rabbi Yudah says, you can't. If it fell totally off of the pillow, you can't put it back on. So how, Papa, did you put it back on? Amrli told me, my father told me, Loshmili, I didn't hear that. Klomer I didn't understand that's the machlokas. I didn't hear Rav Chisis. I held, Rashi explains, the Rashi, last Rashi before the Mishnah, the Anasphirli, I held it when Rabbi Yudah argued is with with the Chacham. It's where it's where it fell on the ground. And as I learned the machlokas differently. I learned the machlokas between Rabbi Yudah and the Rabbanan is where it fell on the ground. If it fell on a kli, even Rabbi Yudah is moda that what that it's so that that even Rabbi Yudah fell even Rabbi Yudah's moda you could put it back on. I learned the machlokas is where it fell on a kli and what and when it fell on a kli, the Tanakhama says what that it's it's mutter. And Rabbi Yudas, I'm sorry, the fell on the ground, everybody says that it's also, that's how Rav Chista learns. I learned, no, that even Rabbi Yudu, who only said, who says that it's, that it's no good if you put it back on, it's only the machlokas as well, it fell on the ground, that the Chum say you could put it back on, Rabbi Yudu says you can. But where it fell on a kli, everybody's mother, you could pat it back on. So I, yes, I heard that the Allah is like Rabbi Yudu, but I thought that Rabbi Yudu only asks if it fell on the ground, but if it fell on a kli, you're allowed to, and my Bandage fell on my clea, fell on the pillow. That's why I put it back on. So, in other words, there's a machlokas. What the machlokas is? Rav Chista said that the machlokas is what uh, machlokas is only when it fell on a clea. Rabbi Yudah says it's aser. The Chum say it's mutter. But it fell on the ground. Everybody says it's aser. Whereas uh, the father here of Marbar Ravashi, in other words, Ravashi had, uh, fell. Ravashi understood that the machlokas is what where it fell on on the machlokas is what where it fell on the ground. That the Rabbanans say it's mutter, and the Rabbanan says it's aser. But when it fell on a kli, everybody says that it's that everybody agrees that it's mutter, and that's why he when his bandage fell on the pillow, he felt that everybody says it's mutter. That's how Ravashi felt, and Rav Chista disagreed. All right, kosher uh, nima b'mikdash. Let's say in the base of mikdash they used harps and uh, musical instruments to play. The Levium did that when they sang. That was part of the avoda, and and they they played them on Shabbos also. Today we don't do instruments because because maybe you'll come to fix it, but ain't fus b'mikdash again the same idea. So let's say one of the strings on the harp broke, snapped on Shabbos. So kosher nima b'mikdash, you're allowed to you're allowed to tie it back up. I it's a malacha. Right? Isn't that a malacha of things? Part of the avoda. 
In Medina, you're not allowed to do the Malacha. Ah, you can't do it either way. Oh, what's Pshat over here? So what's the Machla? What's going on here? How are you allowed to do this Malacha? He says, In other words, if if it didn't snap on Shabbos, it just it snapped before Shabbos, or you're missing a string, you can't fix it on Shabbos. You should have done it before Shabbos, right? But if it broke on Shabbos, you're allowed to. Right? Nima skinu shal shiralim akarban. Im sevk shavzik marm farish time adik sev machshir mitzvah. That you, since you couldn't have done it before Shabbos, before Shabbos it was it was uh, properly uh, it was properly installed and it it it, it snapped on Shabbos. So there's nothing you could do. Therefore, you're allowed to fix it on Shabbos. We'll see this bar now for a mini. Nima skinu shinifska lohay kosher lomba. The brisa says you can't tie it. You could just make a bow. So and our Mishnah says you're allowed to tie it on Shabbos. Lo kashim. How rabban or Lezer. So first thing more wants to say it's a machlokes rabban or Lezer. Why? Rab Lezer is Rab Lezer Demila. You remember Rab Lezer held back in, in Rab Lezer Demila. He says you're allowed to even make the uh, uh, fire up the coals on Shabbos to make the knife to maul the kid. Right? You're allowed to do even machshir mitzvah. You're allowed to do lechilah on Shabbos. So how Rabban or Rab Lezer? Rab Lezer, our Mishnah goes to Rab Lezer. You're allowed to make a knot on Shabbos. Not a problem because since it's a mitzvah, the the shirim of the is a mitzvah. You're allowed to do lechilah. So Rab Lezer, machshir mitzvah dochen as a Shabbos kosher. You can even make a knot. You can you can tie it on Shabbos and make it out on the heart. The Rabban and Dami ain't dochen. Rabban say no. Machshir mitzvah is not dochen Shabbos. The mitzvah is to play it, but not to prepare the instrument. That's not a Shabbos. So you can make a bow. You can't actually make it. So our Mishnah goes like Rabban Lezer Lachora. That's why you're allowed to make a knot. But the Rabban say you can't make a knot. You can make a bow. You can't make a knot. That's a tamlach on Shabbos, and it's only machshir mitzvah. It's not really the mitzvah itself. If it goes on Reb Lezer, why is Reb says only if it snapped on Shabbos, but Lechadchili you can't do it. Why? According to Reb Lezer, even Lechadchili you can't. On Shabbos, even though you could have prepared all the uh, kalim that you need for the bris mila before Shabbos, if you didn't, you could do it Lechadchili on Shabbos also. Even though you could have prepared it. El Lokasha. HaRabiuda Rabbanan. Goes like Rabiuda. Who's Rabiuda? Rabiuda says that a knot, a bow is like a knot. Okay, every Rabbi In other words, I misread the Ramash. Rabbi There's no difference between a bow and a knot. And a knot. There's our Mishnah. There's no difference between a bow and a knot. So you can make a knot, right? The Rabbanan say no. Yeah, there is a difference. A bow is not a knot. So therefore, the it goes like the Rabbanan. So the Gemara says, fine. Even if you say like Rabbi Yehuda, our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Yehuda, who says that a knot is like a bow. So if you can make a bow, you can make a knot too. But how do you make them? How do you make either one? A bow is like a knot. So how are you allowed to? How does he say you're allowed to do it on Shabbos if he doesn't go like Rabbi Lezer, who holds Machshir Mitzvah Dochem? Rabbi Yehuda, leave it a man. He leave it Rabbi Lezer. If he holds like Rabbi Lezer, come Rafi Lechadchilanami. Why only if it snapped? Even if he goes, if he holds like Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer to me, leave in the Chachila. Even if it didn't snap on Shabbos, the Chachila, you're allowed to make the instrument on Shabbos. He leave Rabbi Lezer. Rafi Lechadchilanami. Elo Forget about that. Harab Shimon Rabbanan. It's a different machlok between Shimon Rabbanan. Now we're going to say Taka. The Rabbanan don't go 100% like Rabbelezer. The Rabbanan say if it snapped on Shabbos, it's Machshir Mitzvah. They're also Matar, like Rabbelezer, but not, uh, not 100% like Rabbelezer. Rabbelezer says you can even do it. He says, no, only if it snapped on Shabbos. Elokasha Harab Shimon Harabanan. The Tanya Ben Levi Shinifska Lo Nima Bekinor. Uh, one of the Levium whose uh, kinor sna- snapped on Shabbos, kosher, you can, you can, you can tie it on Shabbos. Why? Because it tore on Shabbos. Okay, lechachili you can't. You can't start making it lechachili on Shabbos if, if it wasn't, uh, if it was snapped before Shabbos, you can't do it on Shabbos. But if it's snapped on Shabbos, Rabbi Shimon allowed to. Rabbi Shimon Omer Onva. Rabbi Shimon says, in other words, the Chacham say, you're allowed to do a malacha, even tying it, 
because it's a uh, because Machshir uh, Mitzvah Docha Shabbos partially like Rav Lezer, not one hundred percent like Rav Lezer. Rav Shimon, why, why didn't we give that answer in Rav Because we didn't find Rav Yudah said that. But now there's no choice. We'll say it this Rav Shimon Omer Onva. Shimon says no. You can't. You can't. Machshir uh, Mitzvah not Docha Shabbos. If you can only make a bow, you can't make a knot in it. Rav Shimon Lezer Omer. What's the point of making a knot or a bow? It's not going to sound like Michael, who our Michael here, who plays the guitar, will tell you that if you just tie up the uh, tie the string with a knot or a bow, it's not going to make the same good noise, right? Not the same good sound, rather. Afiena mashmes as a cold. Either way, it's not going to help. Ella, what you should do is untie the whole string, right, from the little, what are those things called, Michael, at the end of the uh, instrument? Those little things at the end, that tie, that, those little pins at the end, right? Um, so, untie one end, either at the bottom, and then, and, and then uh, roll it up at the top, you know, fasten it again on top, or untie the top, and then tush down. In other words, untie the string that you, the remaining string, untie it and retie it again. Now, that's also a malacha, but at least here you'll come out with a good sound. If you're going to do a malacha already, you do, do it this way. So that's that's from Shimon opinion. But, but meanwhile, we have a, we understand the Mishnah. The Mishnah goes like the Chum who say Machshir Mitzvah or Docha Mitzvah if you had no choice at Torah on Shabbos. And Rab Shimon says no, it's not. You have to make a Vibai say Mahavar Abanan. Or I'll tell you no. Both prices. The Mishnah and the Brayis both go like Mahavar Lokasha Kan Beemsa Kan Menatzad. Oh, if it tore in the middle, right? If it tore in the middle, not good because it's not going to make a good sound. The Machshir Shiv Shem Bad Yom Docha Vadik Tani Masnisen Kosher. In other words, he says, if it tore in the middle, making a bow is not going to help. It's not going to make any good sound. So you have to tie it. But if it tore on the side, then you can make a bow. In other words, both go like the Rabbanim. But the difference is, and you could make it, you know, if there's no choice, it tore on Shabbos, you could do it. The depends where it tore. If it tore in the middle, if you don't make a knot, it's not going to make a good sound at all. So therefore, you have to make a knot. If it's torn on the side, like at one end, then then uh, just make a bow. We both say I'm sorry. Both of them were torn in the middle. The question is, are you gozer? Right here, he says, you're allowed to you're allowed to uh, tie it because uh, midaraisa since since it's a since it's a mitzvah you have to tie it. So you're lepshim machshin mitzvah dochen. Heichad lo efsher lemeasma umishum gzeru the gazer emsa atu menatzad. In other words, if it if it tore if it tore on the side meaning near one end you should make a bow. But if it tore in the middle you can really make a knot. But the question is, we're afraid if you make if if, if you're afraid if you made a knot in the middle, you'll also make a knot where it tore at the end, where you should only make a bow. So the question is, you're gozer or not? The Chacham said, the Mishnah says you're not gozer. You can make a knot in the middle. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says no, you should only make a bow. Why? Because we're afraid if you make a knot in the middle, you'll also make a knot at the, near the end where you shouldn't make a knot. You should only make a bow because we don't know like Rabbi Yehuda that a bow is like a knot. A bow is not a knot. It's not a kesher and therefore you're allowed to. So different ways to learn the machlokes between the Mishnah and the Brisa. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Take care.